Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter Show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> this week on the Ned Natter Show from Florida, I had not so pleasant visit to show up. That's right, me long lost relative Skip Natter, and he's an old dear for sure. Add to that, there's been infighting in the overcrowded living room and I've been having trouble with fake news. Either way, you're just going to love me on this pack show. More so when we take a look at the other crazy features and callers from around the world too. <laughs> to Medicine Farm, or what's now loosely referred to as Nenats Florida Island, I've tried and failed in my latest role. Yep, as a referee right here in the farmhouse. See, the monstrous mother-in-law, uh, or am I L, <laughs> is unfortunately still in residence, yep. That's indie movie actress Satana Troglodyte. Her and me mother, old nan, usually keep their distances. Yep, big ones. <laughs> See, the death family and the bog-dwelling trogs have always been a couple of spiteful feuding families. Yep, for about 2,000 years, I reckon. <laughs> But this week, the living room became the venue for something worse than a simple name-calling petty argument. Oh yeah, it boiled right over. Mm. And straightforward verbal abuse and bitter accusations gave way to physical violence. Yeah. Naturally, I was powerless to stop me mother, or oh, the ferocious old crow, yeah, from taking direct retaliatory action. <laughs> See, that's the advantage of an all-metal termite-proof walking stick, powered by an evil drunken witch they don't rot or bend yep yeah, stick that is i can't say the same for now <laughs> unfortunately satana did oh dear yep yeah, bend that is mm. old nan managed to slip it through an available gap with a brutal attack the mil went crashing to earth with an unpleasant thud it was like a burst of thunder on an otherwise peaceful night Add to that, the YFLC and uh, this buddy beyond it, that's beyond it, Brandish Washington or BBW to her friends, just watched on. Shocked and awed all round, but nevertheless powerless. Well, to be honest, it meant them making a big decision. Yep, leaving their food and getting out of the sofa to intervene. <laughs> they wanted no part of the old bird in a rage. Believe me, old Nan in a temper, even at 95, is still an ugly sight to say the least. Satana hasn't said anything since. Yep, I think it's got something to do with the fact that she can't move her jaw on account of the collision with Nan's stick. <laughs> the old crow hobbled away, well satisfied after slugging Satana. Yep, it's all about winning with her, as you know. Yep. It's always funnier, though, when she doesn't use her favourite crooked deck of cards to do it. <laughs> Naturally, with the mother-in-law's acting career relying on her looks, I doubt whether a good old smack in the face make much difference oh no if anything it might be an improvement <laughs> despite the drama beyond it still managed to line up another date on that old cougar dating website this week yeah description is still pure fiction 
<laughs> yep, the worst coin too. And as I mentioned before, what comes around goes around. Yeah, the next date to arrive was what you describe as well. Oh, not as described. <laughs> That's right. If his description had been on eBay and not the Cougar dating site, you'd have asked for an immediate refund. Well, in this case, probably compensation. And of course, left a negative review too. <laughs> the questionable young man turned out to be me long lost relative, Skip Natter. <laughs> With a fat story, a thin wallet, and an excuse to show his unreliable, untrustworthy, and crooked face here on the farm. See, old Skip decided to join the dating website looking for older women with money. Oh dear. To start with, Skip's hardly fresh meat is he or gigolo material. <laughs> He's more like an overcooked middle-aged sponger. The Aussie sign has not been kind to his skin and has got a lot to answer for, eh? Anyway, he struck out with Beyond It, all right, didn't he? Yep, added to that. <laughs> Me delinquent relative doesn't really know the difference between the words affluent and effluent anyway. <laughs> So I asked the wife how this awful match had been conjured up, and it turns out it's the usual story. Yeah, two blatant lies. Don't make a right. <laughs> Beyond it lied. Skip always lies. Oh dear. On the website, Skip calls himself Mr. Chance. Yeah, he's put up a picture of himself standing next to a new Rolls Royce. It turned out to be a fashion model with the aforementioned motor, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that really sums him up, Mr. Chance. Only he's a chance you'd never want to take. <laughs> Either way, they went out on a date. Yeah, old Skip didn't show up in the rolls, though, of course. No, no, no. So he borrowed me old truck without permission, using the excuse the rolls was in this shop right now. <laughs> Later on, Ding Dang asked me why me farm truck was parked outside the burger place, considering I'd never be seen dead there. So obviously, Skip had taken beyond it for a Ben's $5 burger surprise. Surprise. The place is next to the local animal control shelter. Yeah, I'd say that could be a nasty surprise for sure. They looked like they'd had a good time when they showed up back at the farm just before midnight. Perhaps old Skip was worried me truck might turn back into a pumpkin soon after. <laughs> Either way, he was 12 bucks down. Yeah, that's two surprises and two drinks. <laughs> Beyond it, of course, was still hungry and me truck was nearly out of gas. Yep, an horrid combination all round. Add to that, Skip still owes the wife Elsie and old Nan money from way back. So he dodged the house and ended up back in me truck for a good night's sleep. <laughs> Whilst on the subject of complete disasters, there was only one newcomer to me farm artist retreat. As I mentioned before, it's less retreat and more rehab round here. <laughs> anyway, our latest edition was an experience for sure. Pedro, a digital photographer from Phoenix. Ooh, a lot of peas there, isn't there? He arrived in his small van-like home. <laughs> yeah, and was ready to get snap-happy round the farm. Things got a van, though, when he asked Elsie and Beyond It to model for him. Oh, you've heard of wide-angle lenses, ain't you? Hmm. It seems Pedro arrived with more than one of them. <laughs> Add to that, he's decided to make me Florida farm the subject of a documentary photography project, he says, and he's working on what he hopes will become a coffee table book. 
which he hopes will get published, I guess. Yep, oh dear, I can just see the wife as the centrefold right now. <laughs> I don't really want to, but... Uh, <laughs> it will definitely guarantee you don't get a single one of them sold. Anyway, me camp at Arts Retreat Manager Quinton still eager to get more like-minded folks here on the farm this year, whilst trying to put his private problems behind him right now. Add to that, last week our couple of newcomers were Serena and Sebastian, an odd couple from New Jersey. They love to wrap things up in black fabric and call it art. This week, I was hoping they'd actually wrap up Quinton. Mm, yep, tightly. <laughs> His endless belly aching is driving me to distraction. So I can see why poor old Coagula, his happy-go-lucky guitar-plucking partner, eloped to South America. <coughs> I might even persuade Serena and Sebastian away from the black fabric. After all, some days, Quinton might make a great piñata. <laughs> Add to that, Janice is here. Yeah, yeah, our abstract painter and the latest lonely heart divorcee here on Two Medicine Farm. She paints with her mind and not her eyes. She's finally ventured further in the farm gate too. And this week, got the opportunity to have me political commentating neighbour Old Rush sit for her. <laughs> well, as you know, with a weak bladder, he doesn't sit for long. <laughs> he was up and down continually. But Janice, I think, well, she really caught his essence. Yep, the painting was pretty much an abstract Blur. <laughs> you know, if she was a traditional painter, it would have been easier to just have him sit on the toilet, wouldn't it? <laughs> Unfortunately, though, a great idea. I don't think me neighbour would have gone for that idea at all. You know, his folks would have blittled him for an eternity. <laughs> After Janice showed Rush a piece of work, yeah, the results, yeah, he pretended to be happy and used his standard opt-out statement, yeah. It's very interesting. Mm, that means it isn't. <laughs> Later that day, Rush called me up and asked me if Janice was one of the artsy-fartsy, hippie, socialist, democrat crowd. Oh dear, Rush obviously didn't like his portrait after all. <laughs> On the other hand, me other additions to our artist retreat, the snowbird variety from Boston, that's the mystics. Sybil and Rune are still dabbling a bit of that uh, occult and sorcery, yep. And they're succeeding in keeping folks like Rush on the phone and away from me farm. Yep, they're working wonders. Added to that, I haven't seen any of Ding Dang's dubious relatives knocking around the place at all. Yep, apparently their preacher told them to stay away from evil. <laughs> yep, that's right, nothing's gone missing from the farm since Sybil and Rune arrived. I couldn't have done better myself with a pair of evil, rabid Rottweilers. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. By the way, and away from simple minds and simple beliefs, I read this really interesting article a few days ago about how the modern-day millennial mobsters are letting down the old-school mafia. Mm. Yep, apparently everything's done on the phone and text these days, and the messages are great evidence. Oh dear. Add to that, they're easily hacked by the feds, of course. Oh dear. It's not a matter of forget about it anymore. It's more about not ever putting a finger on that little slippery surface and letting the world know what's going down. Yep, especially if it's criminal. But of course, the temptation is just too much, isn't it? So the old family professionals in the business are not too happy about handing over the reins to the family 
too soon, or if ever. They probably have to be dead before that happens. Oh well, now that sounds like a vicious circle to me. Yep, a return to the old mafia way of doing things, for sure. <laughs> that, of course, brings me to me private, well, let's just say closer to home version of the mafia. That's right. She's me almost antique 95-year-old matriarch, also known as me mother, old Nan. You know, she behaves like the female version of the Godfather most days. Yeah. On the other hand, or should I say, never take your eyes off an old crow like her. Nan's best gambling drinking buddy, that's Toshiko Suzuki. Yeah, she's me loyal brother and black sheep of the family, Nelson Natura's wife. Beverly Hills sex therapist, Heiner's now 103-year-old grandmother. Yep, that's another long-lasting specimen here on the farm. <laughs> of course, she's probably more familiar with the term Yakuza. Hmm. Although Grandma Toshiko lacks the full-body tattoos. Yeah, well, put it this way, or you never look to see. <laughs> this week, though, the crows were confined to the house after a couple of weeks of living it up on what you call a borrowed credit card. Hmm. Unfortunately, it all came to an end when my lawyer brother, Nelson Natta, decided to block his card. <laughs> he called me with the news too. Yeah, apparently he'd lost it somewhere in Florida, and since then a couple of evil fraudsters had been spending like crazy. They'd run up a huge debt and got away with it by dressing up as a couple of old women, he said. <laughs> apparently, according to every security camera that had managed to catch these heavily disguised feasts, you know, they'd done an amazing job of both the makeup and the clothes, you know. It's funny sitting here in Florida listening to me tight-fisted brother whinging on about his stupid piece of plastic. Mm, in fact, after I hung up on him, I'd laugh for a solid hour. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the fraudsters were in the next room, still wearing some amazing costumes and disguises, all right? Yep, <laughs> the makeup was astounding. They looked genuinely like a pair of old women. <laughs> the only difference was the ones caught on the security video looked very happy indeed. The ones in the next room looked highly depressed. I wonder why. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Anyway, thinking of hideous nightmares like me rather bizarre family, I'm still having these really weird dreams. <laughs> they return with a vengeance like never before. Add to that, the weirdest ones always arrive when I'm having a nice nap, never in bed. This time, though, I was resting up in my comfortable chair on the porch, enjoying the warm evening. That's right, spring has definitely sprung, maybe earlier than usual. Very nice. I soon dozed off, and in my dream, old Nan was sitting in a high chair. That's right, the high chair right next to me. Yep, she was the size of a baby, but still had that evil, wrinkly, old, corrugated cardboard face. <laughs> you know, I reckon someone actually took it off once and stuck it back on with wood glue. Mm. She held a little sippy cup, you know, only it uh, had the characteristic whiff of whiskey to it. Yep, a nightmare was unfolding, and I was dreading the possibility of changing time. <laughs> then the wife Elsie showed up and handed the baby a lighted cigarette. <laughs> mm. The wrinkly old lips were soon wrapped round it with ease. Yeah, and there I was gobsmacked with this boozing, smoking baby right next to me. 
Add to that, the baby began to speak. Yeah, forget about it, forget about it, it said. Of course, I was reminded of that mafia conversation earlier, wasn't I? Yeah, only I woke up, though, when the baby asked to borrow me credit card. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be honest, it was closer to an outright demand. Yeah, oh yes, there she was in front of me, prodding me chest with her bony little digit, asking to borrow me credit card so she could buy something from the online liquor store. Oh dear, she was suddenly low on surprise. I wonder why. (laughs) Because I hadn't answered, she was saying, oh, forget about it, Ned, I'll ask Elsie instead. Oh dear, there's always a downside. Yeah, I'm going to feel the pain still. See, we've got a joint account. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. On the other hand, still on the subject of bad dreams, Miss Gruffy Farman Ding Dang has been suffering the consequences of living inside Quinton's tin can trailer. Apparently... It's like a terrible version of the nanny state inside. <laughs> in fact, Quinton's fond of giving everyone free advice in a year. Still, it's a lot worse for Ding Dang. Yep. Living in close quarters, they're mostly only 10 feet away from each other. Yep. Every other night, they're even closer when they get to use the bathroom. <laughs> so me delinquent fireman is drinking more than ever. That's right, he sleeps through it that way. Yep. Sleeps through Quinton's endless chatter, that is. <laughs> Add to that is continual talk of those years in show business are mostly stretching the truth to the outer limits. Yeah, you'd think he owned one of the big studios, when in reality, he was a bad celebrity hairdresser and occasional makeup artist. <laughs> but despite that drama, I've still got an unforgettable little feature on my show, so here's Ding Dang's Southern Quote. He'd call an alligator. A lizard. Oh dear, yep. <laughs> he reckons that Quentin pushes the truth to the point where even he suspects it's nothing but some great and forever growing lie. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, next up, I've got Ned's sagacious moment for you. I might not be a serious old sage, but I've got time to think and I like the idea of sharing my thoughts with you, my listeners. So moving on from farm life in general for a minute, I've spent a few hours this week questioning fake news. Yeah, fake news. Or what may well be called just news now. Yeah, that's right. The fake and fanciful has crossed the line into the mainstream to such a degree it's almost impossible to tell fact from fiction, isn't it? So I've decided to take a more, what you call, unilateral approach, I suppose, yeah. Not believe anything I read. (laughs) It's got to the point where unless you see something with your own eyes and in the situation that's not been digitally modified, that's right, that weird and increasingly rare space now called real life, yeah. I don't take it seriously. It's got where you can literally create as much fakeness as you want using the latest digital tools. Images, videos, and even people's faces are 
open to doubt, aren't they? Yeah, perhaps that is why the mix of fancy in movies and genuine events have become so blurred to the point where some folks really believe just about everything they see or hear. And that's a truly sad state of affairs for the human race, isn't it? Folks are becoming like cavemen with live streaming. Mm. No longer is water and food important. After all, a couple of wires are all that's needed to feed them with everything they could possibly need. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. The blind neighbour old Lonnie and nudist swinger old Fred's home is still the hottest venue in North Florida for a swingers party every Saturday night. It's called Do You Know Fred? Sometimes I wish I didn't. It's the same thing every week. Bring a bottle, your wife, girlfriend, potluck dishes for the buffet. Yeah, Fred mingles with like-minded swingers. Yep, another potluck experience indeed. And old Lonnie eats his way through bundles of free food. Which this week included something called a roadkill salad. Don't ask. <laughs> so when Saturday finally rolled around, Fred told me this week's theme was the milk and honey party. Oh dear. Yep, Fred reckons his plan is to attract a more classy bunch of swingers. And you know, milk and honey sound like a smooth combination to him. Oh well, he said it, and of course Fred ended up with a highly mixed crowd as always. Yep, a bunch of beekeepers and a couple of long-in-the-tooth dairy farmers. <laughs> I think they thought it was a convention, not just another of Fred's inventions. Oh dear. Anyway, I had it home faster than usual. <laughs> well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. The 95-year-old, rather old Nan, the miserable old crew herself, has a little feature on the show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. (laughs) This time, old Nan remembers old Frank the faggot maker death. That's right, it's a tongue twister all right. See, death is my old mother's maiden name, but her family likes to pronounce it diath to make it sound better. As you know by now, I call them the deaths. So back to old Frank the faggot maker death. Well, it's what you call an ancient art, but it still goes on today. Yep, see a faggot is not only a bundle of kindling sticks to start a fire. Oh no, it's a kind of British food close to a large meatball. Yeah, it contains just about every piece of an animal you've never dreamed of eating. Yep, it's part of what was termed the nose to tail eating trend. Ooh. Something adopted during times of rationing and food shortages, I guess, yeah. But from time to time, it can even contain things you'd least expect. Especially when there's a drunken member of the death family in charge of the mincing machinery. Oh dear. Put it this way, old Frank always used to take his pet cat to work with him. Yeah. And one day, it went missing. They searched high and low, but it was never found. It was only weeks later when an avid faggot eater discovered whiskers in their favourite food. Yep, not the cat food version, the actual cat. Oh dear. 
This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes if it's really bad, you have to burn it. Middle of Road books go in the giveaway charity box and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on the farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> okay then, I've ended up with an interesting situation this time around. A few books, not just the one, and <laughs> not half the press either. It's time, finally, for the annual book award Yeah, here on the Ned Nash Show. That's right, I finally whittled the selection down. I haven't got the top 100 here, the top 10, or even the top 5. Oh no, I've got the bottom 6. <laughs> <laughs> yep, six horrors from last year's shows. So look out, me worst book of the year award is here. And remember, just for good measure, I've ordered extra copies, bought dry matches and a gallon of gas. Yep, we're having a good old blaze right here on the show. <laughs> so let's uh, count them down and see what we got. So here they are in reverse order. First on the dreaded list is a book called The Little Room by A. Conspiracy. Yeah, this one's all about one man's search for a little room. No, not the one old Rush is always looking for, but the place where the author reckons the entire New World Order sits and controls everything. Second book is called The Hitchhiker's Guide to Iraq by I Got Lost. Yeah, I got it mailed to me some time back for review, but someone who was open obviously to benefit from the tourist dollars but wants to remain anonymous. <laughs> well, after a flick through, you know, you could see why he wanted to remain anonymous. Oh dear, the photo speaks for himself and it's hardly what you call a backpack in heaven. <laughs> The third on my final list is called Caveman Dating by I Make a Profit and Noah Hope. It's uh, what you call a pretty thin book, about 60 pages. Very thin. Yeah. On the back there's a favourable review though from a guy called I'm a Swinger, who says he swears by the book. Since buying it he dated over 900 women in 15 states. Oh dear. <laughs> now for number four. Drug Dealing for Profit by Jose De Niro. I originally got handed this book for review by one of me neighbours and a close relative of me fan man Ding Dang. Yeah, he was promised a leg up by the author <laughs> if I featured the book on me show. A leg up on what I asked, but he assures me it was all legit. Oh dear. Well, I looked up the author again and he's still in jail. <laughs> Now for number five, and we're getting close. This one's called Wean From Your Phone in Seven Days by Connected Junior. Oh dear, this book was aimed at trying to get folks to spend less time staring at that little fascinating screen. Mm. Add to that, it goes from bizarre to outward torture for some folks. Chapter one is a question and answer section. Let's you decide which chapter you need to skip to first. <laughs> and now... For me, outright, absolute winner of the worst book of the year, perhaps ever. Yep. Originally, I wanted to skip this book altogether. It's on one of me least favourite subjects too. Yep, self-help. And it's called The Answer 
by Auntie Anita Antebellum. Yep, a bit of a mouthful. She's a bit like a AAA, only she doesn't bring your free gas or tow <laughs> to repair shop either. No, her author photo isn't on the back cover either. It's a centre spread. I mean, it takes up two pages. No, nothing erotic. No, no, no. Keep your mind away from that. It's just that her head is too big for one page. <laughs> anyway, she claims to have the answer to gaining bountiful wealth. So I thought I'd take a look. After all, I'd like to have an open mind. And I'm not a multi-millionaire just yet. I looked. Oh dear. I got the answer pretty quick. Yeah. See, the root of the book is bountiful wealth. All right. See, once you bought the book, a second and third books, a calendar, a rucksack with a special logo, a set of four coffee mugs, a daily diary, an answer app on your phone, subscribe to a newsletter and been on one of one or more of a 58 online courses, you found the answer. All right. Yeah, you have. Yep. Her bountiful wealth is guaranteed. <laughs> That's right, hers. Oh dear, you know me lovelies, I burnt this one before and decided to go and write my own self-help book. Yep. A feathery end to a once gifted man. Mm. Not quite self-help, more of a kind of steer clip book. Yeah. Regrettably, it's still not finished. Well, I'll be honest with you, it's not started either. Anyway, so here goes. I've got it on top of the burn pile and I'm soaking it with a fresh gallon of the cheapest gas in town. Are you ready? This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. i got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time we're visiting Canada and it's another tasteless, distasteful, revolting foodie one. Another disgusting delicacy from around the world. Oh yes, I'm talking about jellied moose nose. Yeah, it's a moose nose. I've no idea what they did with the rest of the poor thing yet, but after giving the old nose a Canadian version of a Brazilian waxing, it gets boiled up with spices and onion. Yeah, left to cool down. When it's cold... They tuck into the jellied old snout. Oh dear. I've heard of things being nosy, but I think they've taken things too far here, don't you? <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling estate. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. So how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Nenat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings 
foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well, hello, Ned. This is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. Your brother Buck said it's brick outside. Yes, it does sound absolutely ridiculous. It doesn't even sound like the English language to me. Anyway, Ned, can you tell me what on earth he's talking about? I haven't a clue. All I want to know is whether I should be you know, looking out for brick somewhere on the farm. So perhaps you could call me back, Ned, and let me know. Thank you so much, old chap. Goodbye. <laughs> You know, I just love the way he introduces himself on me voicemail. As if I actually know someone else that sounds just like him. <laughs> oh dear, anyway, let me translate it for you, Nigel. This time Buck says it's brick outside. Of course, Nigel, you think Buck's deliberately confusing you? Well, it's a weird expression, isn't it? Yeah, it's a New York one too, yeah, actually. When someone says it's brick outside, they're saying it's so cold, you'll feel like a brick. Yeah, a brick of ice, that is, yeah. So you have to wrap up nice and warm, eh? Mm. To be honest, me brother Buck is the closest thing to a brick most days. That's right, pretty dense all round. <laughs> so Nigel, hope that makes some kind of sense to you. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. I head over to me and Content Blue commentating neighbour Russia's Stonewall Jackson Farm again this week to listen to the latest second hand news from the right centre and all in small instalments. Yep, with a weak bladder, Russia's always rushing off. Poor old mucker. <laughs> this time we've got Russia's little feature again. It's called Rush Recalls and he's not just talking about his private hopes for Democrats, he's looking back to past events. Oh dear. This time he reminded me of how he recalls that in the 90s there were 2 million payphones in the US. Yeah. Now he reckons there are only 100,000 or so left. Of course, Rush had to say it, it's because the socialists made 96% of the population get cell phones so they could track their movements and spy on them. Yeah. <laughs> He said they could never do that with a payphone. Oh well, yeah, he's right there. Although, you know, Russia's blanket statement for everything he doesn't like, you know, I must admit, he might be right on this one. No, no, not about the socialists, but about the spying and tracking part. <laughs> oh well, of course, he didn't hear me say that. No, see, there's not much happening with the old one-sided debate, is there? But in a way, you know, if I agree with him, I'll be in for more of that endless, tired rhetoric anyway. Added to that, Rush is one of those people who can't answer a question unless he's given a list of multiple choice answers anyway. (laughs) Anyway, he usually doesn't manage to say much before he excuses himself again with that standard old statement. That's right, his great excuse to bail on me early. Gotta go. Oh dear, Rush. He's always gotta go. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit down. Mm, 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 mm. 
<laughs> Young Alice was in a cheerful mood when I visited this week, though. <laughs> she got an animal adoption for a fast-growing century over there. Yep, three little piglets. <laughs> She's already named them Straw, Sticks and Brick. On the other hand, Alice did remind me of how I should take more notice of the wonders of nature and baffle me again with a really bizarre statement rather blue. Hippos have their own unique calls and language. Yep. But apparently when a stranger approaches or makes a sound, they greet it with an answer yep, from both ends. <laughs> That's right, both ends simultaneously. <laughs> thought but it definitely reminds me of me farmhouse living room and the effects don't have to be a result of a stranger saying anything <coughs> anyway alice's coffee cake and company was reliably nice <laughs> this is ned natter here with the ned natter radio show are you every wednesday you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com Well, we lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, my listeners. Yep, I got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> well, first up, I got a call from Sylvia from Strasbourg. Yeah, that's up there in the north of France. Yeah, she called me to chat about this really weird story about a crocodile in Indonesia that had a tire stuck around its neck for six years. Well, the croc was caught by a specialist trapper and the tyre was removed afterwards it was set free again good news for the old croc eh? of course the wife Elsie's had more than one just spare tyre around her middle for years but the trouble is nobody wants to touch him or catch up with her either <laughs> the second item comes from Nathan from Northumberland yeah that's in the north of England yeah he told me about this really interesting story he'd read about reef balls <laughs> Yep, they're not what you think they are, so leave it there, yep. These different organisations are making huge concrete balls with holes in them, yep. They mix the concrete with cremated human remains and then drop them onto the seabed where they form new structures for corals and marine animals, yep. Within no time at all, these areas are crawling with new life and offer a no-go area for trawling too, which always tears up the natural seabed. The final caller came right out of the blue, yep, Mike in Melbourne, yep, that's Australia, not Florida, yep. Anyway, he called me to tell me about something really amusing, yeah, scientists interested in tracking the behaviour of Australian magpies have hit a big snag, yep, intelligence. (laughs) After fitting the clever old birds with tracking devices, the magpies got together and removed them from each other. <laughs> yeah, teamwork with nature in charge. You know, I just love this story. Particularly after chatting about the gullibility of humans this week. Yeah, you know, I think I'll start employing magpies rather than humans here on the farm. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. The dubious command agent, 50%, is lining me up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> oh dear, he's definitely been 
checking in with me show and a few things I featured on the but this ad is a real surprise anyway here goes here at Sybil Rune Hocus Pocus and Associates we've definitely got the best answer to home security and that's our hard and fast guarantee with us you really get the best in protection so go to our website today and browse our unique range of services at Simple symbols confuse simple people.org. Oh, and find our latest deals. We've got pagan symbols, anarchist symbols, wicker symbols, and plain noisy symbols. Yeah, spelt differently on that one, yeah. Add to that, we've got a great range of effigies, wax figures, upside down things, and bulk garlic for just about every one of your home defense needs. But wait, that's not all. We've got a special offer and just for Nednat Show listeners, with every purchase this week, we'll send you our exclusive logo sweatshirt for free. And you can't beat a deal like that. So visit us today and remember our motto. Why don't you just hocus pocus off? <laughs> you know, I wouldn't expect no one at all. A couple of me artists treaters getting free publicity and a lift on me show... And after that, they must be winning because they can afford me dubious agent 50%. Equally dubious fees. Yeah, that's right. 50% plus tax and service charge. Oh, dear. You know, I think I should be advertising too. Yep, me scarecrows, that is. Yep, yep. I've already got four of the best kind that's just sitting there taking up valuable space in my living room right now. <laughs> One look at them and be more than just scared crows, I can tell you. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. On whichever way you dice it, me show is unpasteurized and unfiltered. But that's all, me lovelies. And on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember farmers are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters without us. You wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe as podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive. And don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. (laughs) Goodbye, me lovelies. The Ned Natter Show is written and presented by me, Ned Natter. The show is produced and recorded live in Florida, USA by Doris Billsborough. And the Ned Natter Show is managed and represented by Grace Windsor at Nexus Media.